October 9th, 2023. We're in Masechet Berachot, Andaf Yod Zayin Amutbet. Before the end of the Perik, if you count up 20 lines, two words before the end of the line where it says, Hatan Im Likrot, that's where we'll begin. Our learning today and throughout the weekend, hopefully not too many weeks ahead, should be Lirifu'ah and the Yeshu'ah of Ahenu and Ahotenu Bene Yisrael Ha'omedim al Mishmar Asenu in Eris Yisrael during this turbulent and difficult time. Uh, the Gemara, if you recall, is commenting on the Mishnah. The Mishnah recorded the Halakha that a Chatan, a person who's getting married on their uh, wedding night, they're exempt from Kiryat Shema. We've at several points in the Perek understood that's derived from a Pasuk, but it's underlaid by a logic. The logic is that a Chatan is tarut. He's distracted and in turn incapable of appropriately saying Kiryat Shema. Now the Mishnah, just one dafagon, daf tetzayin amudbet, mentioned that there's a mahloket. According to Hachamim, the first opinion in the Mishnah, Hatan imrose likrot Kiryat Shema layla harishon kore. If the Hatan nonetheless wants to say Kiryat Shema, it's their will, uh, well then they're allowed to do so. They might be exempt, but they're permitted. The Mishnah continued, however, Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel omed, lo kol haroseh not anyone who wants to, so to speak, grab the name. Any person who decides that they're on the level where they could, even though they're exempt, do so. It's a concept we'll quickly understand in the Gemara. is known as yuhara. It's inappropriate haughtiness, arrogance when it comes to halakha. That seems to underlie the mahloka between Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel and Hakamim. Whereas Hakamim don't maintain, don't have this concept of yuhara, you want to say Kiryat Shema, even though we told you you're exempt, you think you'll have the proper kavana, you're allowed to. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel disagrees. Says the Gemara, Lememra, the implication from our Mishnah is, Lememra, literally Milashon Lomar, you're telling me that Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel hayish liyuhara, verabanan la hayeshe liyuhara. This seems to imply, as we mentioned just a moment ago, according to the Hachamim, there's an issue of yuhara, there's an issue of inappropriate halachic haughtiness and arrogance. Whereas according to Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel, there's not. That's right. No, says the Gemara, we have a direct and blatant contradiction from a Mishnah in Masechet Pesachim. The opposite, we heard lehu from them. In other words, the opinions, same opinions of Hachamim against Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel in Masechet Pesachim and Dafnun Dalid are going to be flipped. In other words, whereas over here, Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel has an issue of yuhara, there he won't. Whereas Hachamim don't, there they will. How so? Ditnan, as the Mishnah there in Pesachim taught, Makom shenahagu la'asot melacha betish'a be'av, osin. Makom shenahagu shelo la'asot en osin. Vechol makom, talmidei Hachamim betelim. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel Omer, Le'olam ya'aseh kol adam et atzmo ketalmit hacham. The issue there in Masechet Pesachim is the uh, issue of melachan chabe'av, appropriate or inappropriate to be engaged in work, labor on chabe'av. Well, says the Mishnah, it depends on the custom of the place that you dwell in, that you find yourself in. In turn, if it's a place where they do melachan chabe'av, well, then it's permitted. If alternatively it's a place where they generally don't, well, then you should abstain as well. Lastly, say the hachamim, but if you're a talmit hacham, 
Talmidei Chachamim in any place, even in a place where the general practice is to do melacha on Tisha B'Av, you should be abstaining. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel interjects. He disagrees, rather, with the Chachamim. What's his statement? Every person should consider themselves whether they actually are or are not, as if they're a Talmid Hacham. Well, you follow that statement then. According to Rabban Shimon ben Gabriel, there's no issue of Yuhara. Any person should and could establish themselves as if they're a Talmid Hacham to the extent that they won't do Melacha. That's in stark contrast to Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel's statement over here. You're going to have the Kavana. We told you Hatan doesn't have Kavana. You're so great. Does he have a concept, an issue of yuhara in halacha or not? Hachamim, who over there seem to be uh, um, restricting people from unnecessary, inappropriately rather, uh, abstaining from melacha, assuming that they are like a talmid hacham because of yuhara. Over here in our Mishnah, have the opposite approach. They say that a hatan is allowed to determine for themselves that they could say Kiryat Shema. Says the Gemara, Kashya Derabbanan Adirabbanan. There's a difficulty, a contradiction of the Hakamim statement here versus there, Pesachim versus Berachot, uh, internally. Kashya Derabban Shimon ben Gamliel, Adirabban Shimon ben Gamliel. And there's a contradiction as well of Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel, Ahde. Ah de al shil Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel is the way you would translate that into Hebrew. Um, Contradiction, they're both inconsistent one with the other. Says the Gemara, first approach. Amar Biohanan muhlefet hashitpa. Rabbi Yohanan says you should flip the opinions. In one of these two cases, he doesn't make clear where, uh, he says you should flip the two opinions, and as a result, there'll be a consistency. That sounds strange, since. Based on what? Based on the fact that it's the same two opinions with absolute opposite approaches. So, if I'm dealing with an oral tradition, it stands to reason, opines Rabbi Yohanan, uh, that we should flip so that there's a consistency. They're debating the same issue. Must be that there's a certain consistency. Now, we'll have to know who maintains what. He doesn't help us with that, per se. The next opinion in the Gemara, however, says, Rav Shisha, Bere de Rav Idi Amar, Le'olam Latahalif. Don't flip the opinions in either case, nor here, not here, nor in Pesachim. Let's deal with these two stirot contradictions, one after the other, independently, and realize that we can internally bring some sort of coherent vision to each side of the aisle on this matter. Let's start with the hachamim. There's no contradiction. When it comes to Kiryat Shema, where the Hachamim said we have an issue with Yuhara, excuse me, we said you don't have an issue with Yuhara, any person can say Kiryat Shema. Since you look around the room, or you know, everybody says Kiryat Shema, and he too is also reading Kiryat Shema. That doesn't appear as haughtiness or arrogance. Not every person, most people in fact, won't pick up on the fact that he's a hatan and actually exempt. He looks like everyone else. He mixes in. Yuhara for the hachamim is defined by sticking out, by presenting yourself as different through your actions. Not the fact that your actions, if I understand context 
portray uh, your vision of yourself as greater. They need to be clear. And as a result, since everyone else is reading Kiryat Shema, say the Hachamim, there's no dif- difficulty of Mehezeki Yuharav looking like an act of holiness. Hacha. Here in Masechet Pesachim, Kevan de Kulei Alma Avde Melacha. In contrast, over there, everyone's doing Melacha. You are blatant. You are starkly different than all other people by abstaining from Melacha. That appears, that is seen as, that's portraying yourself as arrogant, as seeing yourself as greater in terms of determining halacha. Um, likewise, uh, when we get into the contradiction, say the Hachamim, says, uh, says this opinion in the Gemara Rav Shisha with regards to the Hachamim, where that was Hachamim contradiction. What about Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel? How do you resolve his opinion, his approach? Whereas over here in the Mishnah in Berachot, he seems to be saying that there is a problem of Yuhara. Not anyone could appropriately read Kiryat Shema over there. Anyone and everyone should consider themselves Tamit Hacham and abstain from the Melacha. There Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel, there, meaning the Mishnah here in Masechet Berachot, Bekavana Talia Milta. Talia is contingent. Kavana, intention. Milta, the matter. When it comes to Kiryat Shema, the reason we say that the Hatan should not be saying Kiryat Shema is because he won't and can't have the appropriate Kavana. That's the issue. The issue is a kavana issue. It's intention. The anan sahadeh, and we are testimony to the fact that he will not be able to to have proper intention. In other words, says the, says this approach in the Gemara. Says Rav Shisha. He says, when it comes to Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel, it's not a Yuhara issue. We assumed in the Mishnah, lo kol Hashem yito. No, 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 that's not what he meant. He didn't mean because of Yuhara. He meant because it's inconceivable, it's impossible that you'll say Kiryat Shema appropriately. The whole issue is Kavana, and you can't and won't have Kavana. So it's not about Yuhara. You wanna, I don't have an issue of Yuhara. I proved that from Masechet Pesachim. So then why can't I say Kiryat Shema? Because we're telling you, you won't have the proper Kavana. Aval hacha, but here, meaning in Masechet Pesachim, Haro'e Omer, a person who sees you not doing the Melacha, Melacha hu lo. A person will say, uh, well, he must be, uh, he must not have work. Go out and see, uh, well, how many people in the marketplace don't do anything? Meaning, how many people out in the marketplace just waste their day? So the fact that on Chabav you're not doing melacha, there's no yuhara at play because it's not mehazeki yuhara, because you're just abstaining from doing work. Effectively, then, the conclusion, according to this approach of Rav Shisha, is that everyone maintains and has an issue called yuhara. The mahlok it is when it's applicable. Right? In other words, both Rabban Shemom and Hachamim agree that there is a problem of yuhara. We'll have to define its parameters. We'll have to understand when it's applicable. That's what their mahlok it is ultimately speaking about, not about the very essence of this issue. Right, where does that leave us without getting too detailed? Let's first just take a look at the right-hand side at Tosafot. Tosafot dibura matchil rav shisha bereder rav idi amar le'olam latahalif says Tosafot piresh rabbeinu hananel they begin by quoting from Rabbeinu Hananel, the halakha ke Rav Shisha dehu batra'ah. They say the halakha accords with Rav Shisha, not Rabbi Yohanan. That's the final opinion here in the Gemara. If you recall, Rabbi Yohanan first resolved this with Muhlevet Hashita. Rav Shisha said, no switching, keep them, 
just understand them differently. Halakha is like him. All right, so the halakha is like Rav Shisha. Now, does the halakha like Rabban Shimon Ben Gamliel or like the Hachamim? What's at stake? Are you allowed to say Kiryat Shema or not? The halakha Kirashbag. The halakha is like Rabban Shimon Ben Gamliel. Interesting. The Amar, lo kol haroseli tolet Hashem yitol. The halakha, he told us, is not everyone. There's a problem of hoardiness over here. Why so? Because you're not going to have kavana. Anan sahadeh. In every place except for three, halacha accords with Rashbag. All right, that being the case, it means that a hatan at this point, Tosafot tells us, on the first night of the, when they get married, should not, may not be saying Kiryat Shema, problem of Yuhara, because we follow Rashbag according to this first version of Rav Shisha. Umiu concludes Tosafot, however, Anu, we, today, removed from the time of the Mishnah and Gemara, we never have the right Kavana and Kiryat Shema, Gam Hatan Yesh Likrot, a Hatan as well should be Koreh. Says Tosafot, Adraba, Nira ki yuhara im lo yikra, Kelomar, ani mechaven b'chol sha'a. Says Tosafot, a Hatan, if he's not having Kavana, ironically, today, on the night of his marriage, he's effectively saying, I generally speaking have kavana. You do? None of us have kavana. No, I usually do. That's the yuhara in him saying it that night. Because he's saying, excuse me, in him not saying it. Says to Safot, you should be saying it because everybody knows we never have the appropriate kavana. Since we never have the appropriate kavana, if you're not saying it on the night of your wedding, you're saying, I usually do have the right kavana. Ironically then, Rashbag, in this version of Tosafot, once upon a time would tell you, don't say Kiryat Shema. If you were to interview Rashbag today, he would say, oh, you? Of course you should say Kiryat Shema. By not saying Kiryat Shema, you'd be pretending as if you normally do have Kavana. Uh, that being the case, Shohan Aruch indeed, and Siman Ayin, and Saif Gimal, and Ora Hayim, is Posek Halakha, Kones, the Betula, Patum Kiryat Shema, Shoshayamim, and Loasam Asim, Neshu Tarut, Tidat Mitzvah, the Hanemile, Bizman Harishonim. Says the Halakha is Patu from Kiryat Shema, that was in the days of the early ones, meaning Mishnah, Gemara. Aval Achshav, Shigam Shahad Bene Adam and Amechavirim Karaui, Gama Kones, the Betula, Kore. In today's day and age, where nobody has the appropriate Kavana, and nonetheless we say Kiryat Shema, even if you're koneset betula, even in circumstance where you're getting married, where you in the past would have been exempt, you are hayav. Harambam, interestingly and tellingly, in Perik Dalad Vilchot Kiryat Shema, writes the following: Call me Kiryat Shema. In any circumstance, including the one we're talking about, where you're exempt from reading Kiryat Shema, imratsa lehachmir alatsmo velikrot kore. If you want to read, you can read. Whose opinion does that seem to go with? That seems to go with the opinion of Hachamim, right? Hachamim told us, Harambam is not saying Bisman Hazeh. Harambam is saying, if you're in a situation where you're not obligating Kiryat Shema, you want to say it? Go ahead and say it. That's the opinion of Hachamim in our Mishnah. Vehu sheteheh da'ato miyushevet alav. Aval im hayazeh ha-patur milikrot mibuhal. However, concludes Arambam, make certain that you have the appropriate kavanah as you do so. 
If you don't, then you wouldn't fulfill this mitzvah. So to summarize Harambam's opinion, Harambam seems to be posek halacha, as, as the Mefarshim uh, point out, as the Nosei Kelim. Like the first opinion of Gemara, like Rabbi Yohanan. Rabbi Yohanan, if you recall, said, he seems to be telling us that the halacha accords with, either, well, leave that aside for a second. He seems to be telling us that the halacha is going to, going to be forever, that a hatan is allowed to read Kiryat Shema. We might in turn question, wait a second, I thought halacha is like Rabban Shimon Ben Gamliel always, except for three cases, over here in our Mishnah, he seems to be telling us, flip the two, Rabban Shimon Ben Gamliel is the one who said it's always permitted, the Chachamim say it's not. Where does he get that final statement, but make certain that you have the proper kavana? Indeed, Ra'avad asks a question about this. And so forth. Ra'avad says, well, what's with, first and foremost, he says, just say Kiryat Shema. What's the problem with just saying Kiryat Shema? It's not about the Kavanah per se. What Kesef Mishneh and others point out is Harambam might be getting that from the final words in our Gemara. What were the final words in our Gemara over here? The final words in our Gemara were that there seems to be an Anan Sahadeh, some sort of testimony to the fact that you're not going to have the proper Kavanah. That's the counterclaim for why you shouldn't be saying Kiryat Shema. Remember, the reason you shouldn't say Kiryat Shema is because the Kavanah tell Yamilta, and you're not going to have the proper kavana. Ravad says to Harambam, what's the issue of kavana? Just say kekore batora. The response of Harambam might be the only reason we're permitting it over here is because you have determined that you can have the proper kavana. In short, when all the dust settles, we had a sugya over here. It's a little further reaching sugya because it addresses many situations of mitzvot. For example, without getting into the weeds of it, for example, you know, when it comes to something called tefillin de rabbenutam, there's two types of tefillin, many types of tefillin, but many people have put on two pairs of tefillin. Is it appropriate to put on tefillin of rabbenutam? Shohan Aruch says, only a yere shamaim should be doing so. Or is it appropriate for us to do so? So Hacham Vadya Yosef straight on addresses that issue in encouraging people to do so. And when we talk about Yuhara, this, this arises in many different situations. But the, the specifics of our subya, without getting into how it then plays out, is a mahlok between Rabban Shimon Gamliel and Hachamim. La halacha, we seem to be concluding, uh, each of them, or at the very least, halacha la ma'aseh, maintains there's a problem of yuhara, either because we flip the opinions, or alternatively, um, we follow Rashbag uh, in the Rav Shisha version, uh, I- irrespective of that. Well, the bottom line, ironically, as well, is either way you go, a hatan should or could rather read Kiryat Shema. According to Tosafot, he must, because it's yuhara if you don't. According to Harambam, it's permitted if you have the proper kavana, right? So in other words, according to Harambam, if you're going to have the kavana, do so. Otherwise, don't. According to Tosafot, no, wait a second. Once upon a time, um, you shouldn't be. In today's day and age, well, now it's permitted and you should because otherwise you'll have a problem of yuhara by doing otherwise. You'll be submitting or suggesting to others, I normally have the right kavana. That's why I'm not reading it tonight. But we don't any have the proper kavana, unfortunately, in a general sense. There's a longer, further-reaching conversation to be had about this, but this at the very least lays the foundations for the conversation of Yuhara from the sugya here in Masechet Berachot. Hadran ala chaya kore baruch Adonai de'olam. Amen ve'amen.